music news, exclusive interviews, and the latest headlines. We've got you covered. This is Feedback. I was a highwayman Along the coach roads I did ride Sword and pistol by my side Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade all right, Sirius XM 106, it is volume, feedback, Nick Carter and Jim Sherry in for uh, Laurie Majewski. I tell you, we love to bring you interesting, creative people, interesting artists, especially when they have to do uh, with projects featuring the artists that we love. Uh, Leanne Lunson is uh, just such a creative who uh, is the director, and uh, she actually came up with a story for this film called Waiting for the Miracle to Come, which is just extraordinary. Leanne, are you with us? I am here. Good morning. Good morning. Are you are you in Australasia now? I uh, no, I'm Australian, but I'm in Los Angeles. All right, just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> still yeah. dumb early. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, no, no, yeah. because it's it's still crazy early. So I wasn't sure if I should say Happy Thursday to you. If you're <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let me yeah. tell you what I thought of the film. First of all, anything Charlotte Rampling, I am in. But then when I realized mm. that you had actually cast Willie Nelson. Uh, in a role in which he just shows this vulnerability and just an openness that, quite frankly, I, it makes sense, but you wouldn't necessarily know that he had unless you saw what he did with this role. Can you describe this film a little bit? Because I don't think I would do it justice. Thank you. Um, I actually wrote this story for Willie Nelson. Um, I had done a documentary with Willie uh, in the mid-90s, and I shot it all at his ranch. Uh, I was a huge fan of The Red-Headed Stranger and Honeysuckle Rose. And when I was at the ranch filming this documentary, I, I, you know, Willie had such an incredible energy and spirit in him. And I just decided that I was going to write him a story where people could see his really, his, his you know, his ability to, um, transfer emotion. Um, you know, people act, you know, there's actors who act. Well, Willie Nelson is just, you know, just stands there and you can see what's on his face. So it took me a while because I went off and did other projects, but I kept coming back to it. And um, and eventually I, I got it made. And I, Charlotte Rampling, I was a huge fan of since I was a kid. So the idea of putting them together as husband and wife was, just such a glorious idea. And and everyone really came towards this film because of Willie Nelson. You know, uh, Charlotte wanted to work with Willie Nelson. You know, everybody did. Sophie, you know. So it was, um, and we shot it all on Willie's ranch, which was, which was great because I love that ranch so much. And to get to sort of work in those sets that had been built for the Red-Headed Stranger, you know, it's just fantastic. So... See, part, I wrote it for Willie. pardon my cynicism. Here's the thing: as I said, he shows uh, an incredible depth and vulnerability in this role, which I'd love for you to describe. But when you say, you know, his being attached drew a lot of people to it, I find that interesting because as much of a treasure and a cultural icon as he is, I mean, nobody really knew he could act. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, the creative 
were okay. But money-wise, it was difficult because people were always saying to me, well, you've got to cast this person because Lily's not really an actor. And I said, well, yes, he is. And so I just hung on to that because I knew that he could he could do this. I mean, I wrote it for him, you know. So I, I always knew that he could portray this character and sort of and do it so beautifully, which he did, you know. I mean, we didn't have much time. I only I shot the film in 18 days, so we didn't have a lot of time. And really just knocked it out of the park every time. It was astonishing. Leanne, and I knew he could do it. <laughs> did he say yes right away? Because you said you did the documentary with him in the mid-'90s. So at what point did you pitch the film to him? Well, back then I told him I was going to write a story for him. <laughs> and he was always supportive, you know. He was always, you know, I'd go and see him play and I'd go on the bus and, and we'd always talk about it. And the film went through lots of different sort of transitions as I was writing, but his character always stayed the same. And he was just deeply supportive of, of, my, of this and wanted to do it for me as well, uh, as much as I wanted to do it for him. Uh, because, you know, I, I wanted to show people what, a, what an incredible actor he is, you know. It's, it's people you just don't realize, you know. He's a great musician. He connects to people. But on screen, he's just incredible. But, you know, it's interesting. I mean, just as a quick side note, it's just indicative of, I say all the time, whenever you see a film, it's amazing to think that. Uh, people just think, oh, you, you know, you went to a studio and got the funding and made the film. No. It just, I mean, this is like a, an arduous over 20 year process for you to get this done. As you say, you started writing it for him in the 90s. I did. And it was just, I mean, admittedly, I went off and did other things. But, you know, it was, it's always so hard to make a film. And, you know, people didn't think of Willie as an actor. Um, but, you know, so I, I really had, to, I fought for that. And, you know, I eventually, I knew it would happen, and um, I just I just wouldn't let it go, you know. Um, I just kept coming back to it and writing it and coming back to it, and it was just I was just not going to stop doing. I just knew I had to make it, so I just kept I just kept at it, you know. But well, as I say, you know what I liked about waiting for the miracle to come and Willie's portrayal is is as I say, as much of an icon as he is, he does have he's kind of a caricature in the sense because you know is. Everybody knows who he is, and the average person knows at least one or two songs, but I think the persona that precedes him now is a guy who smokes a lot of weed, you know, and the, the sort of an, a weed advocate. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, I mean, but that's the thing. No, people people yeah. think marijuana, Willie Nelson, but as I say, just to see him in this really, I guess you could say, restrained role. He was very, very... Um, I just I keep saying he he showed a vulnerability which I just I was stunned by and was so moving. Yeah, he's um, you know I always knew that he had that. You know, I when I shot the documentary, you know I I always shoot when I shoot music films I always shoot fairly close. You know, and I could see this this incredible person. I mean, everyone knows he's an incredible person, but I could see this sort of spirit inside of him that I thought, wow, imagine really, I mean, he's done really good films, but imagine really in a really sort of moving role. I know that he could do it. And so he did do it. I had, I had complete faith in him. And 
we didn't have time to do a lot of takes and or anything like that. And really, it was just he just gave it his all. And uh, I think that I hope a lot of people get to see this film to see him, you know, do this because it just adds a complete other dimension to his. A remarkable self, <laughs> you know? Well, you talk about um, the uh, process of getting it made, and we understand that uh, part of it, uh, a young man who gave you a bit of a helping hand was uh, an Irish gentleman who might be uh, familiar to uh, several listening. Care to uh, yeah. elaborate? Well, you know, Bonner's been a longtime friend of mine. Um, in fact, I took Willie Nelson to Ireland to meet you two, and they recorded a song that I shot called Slow Dancing, which is in that documentary. And I said to, to Bono at the time, I said, you know, I really want to write a script for Willie. I just know that he's, he's, he's got this role inside of him, and if I don't do it, nobody else will. And he was really encouraging. Bono was one of the people who was always pushing me and always giving me confidence that it will happen. And, and eventually... Bono led me to the financing. He led me to this wonderful person called Mark um, Rogers, and he pulled the financing together for me. So Bono was very instrumental in that. You know, he really believed in me. He believed in the film. He believed in Willie Nelson. And, you know, he was instrumental in me getting this film made. Without him, I don't think I could have done it. I thought when you said uh, Bono led to the financing, I thought you were going to say, yes, he pulled it out of the ashtray of his car and said, go make the film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't finance films, but um, <laughs> he really, you know, and it wouldn't be right for him to do that because, you know, he's, he's my friend and he's a great supporter. And, and you know, it, he's very um, traditional in the sense that it has to be done the right way, you know. For him to just give me the money to make the film... It just wouldn't be right, you know. I've got to fight for it, and I did fight for it. And once he introduced me to Mark Rogers, Mark was instrumental in pulling all the financing together. So, you know, he did the right thing and, and really helped me. Um, you know, it wasn't easy. Even after he had said, you know, introduced me to these people, I still had to fight for it. I know. I, I was. Yeah. I was joking, Leanne. I know. I know no, you didn't. I know you didn't get any Bono bucks or anything. <laughs> yeah. Once no, again, okay. we are speaking with Leanne Lunson, the producer, director, and writer of "Waiting for the Miracle to Come," starring Willie Nelson, and its executive producer is Bono. Leanne, how did you meet Bono? How did you become friends? Um, it was back in like 1987, and they were here doing um, Rattle and Hum, and they had come here for quite some time to Los Angeles. And <clears throat> the producer of Rattle and Hum, I was having dinner with him and Michael Hutchins um, that night, and he <laughs> said, oh, I've got to go down, down, downtown and meet some friends. Do, do you want to come? And I said, he said, yes, of course. And, and so that, I met Bono and Edge that night, and... Bono and I really kicked off with filmmaking and then, you know, our favorite films. And then his wife, Ali, came a week later and she became pretty much my best friend. And that's how we, that's how I met. And, you know, I think that when you meet people that are very instrumental in your life, you know, you realize they're going to be in your life forever. And um, so that's how we met. And, you know, he, he, I think it was, 
in the early part of when we met, you know, I remember him playing this song on a piano and he was a big Elvis fan. I was a big Elvis fan. He was a big Rory Nelson fan. So we connected really on music as well. And I remember him playing a song on the piano. And I thought, gosh, that's such a beautiful melody. Why haven't you recorded this? He said, well, you know, I wrote this song for Willie Nelson. And it's really embarrassing because I sent it to him and I never heard back. And I just <laughs> feel like I just feel like it was such a terrible thing to do that he's one of the greatest writers of our time. And I'm just an upstart rock star. And I sent him a song. And he was really serious, and he just felt so terrible about it. And when eventually, like, come, like, 1996, nearly 10 years later, you know, I um, was asked to do this documentary, and Willie's manager had said, well, Willie's on tour in Europe. Where do you want to do it? Like, Amsterdam or Dublin? I said, oh, let's do it in Dublin. And he didn't know that I knew you two. And he said, you know, Bonner wrote me a song once and we just never knew what to do with it and <laughs> I hung up the phone I called Bono and I said do you remember that song he's like what I said yes I'm bringing Willie Nelson to Dublin so I took him I met Willie in the morning I took him to the studio that night and the guys were really nervous because they were just like schoolboys around him and after dinner Bono sort of brought up the song and Willie said yeah, it was a great, you know, that's a great song. And they said, well, why don't we, let's try it. And I had my camera downstairs. So that's sort of, that's sort of how that happened. So it was really a beautiful, kismet sort of situation because I wasn't even a filmmaker when Bono, you know, played me that song. So the idea that I then brought Willie to him years later it's sort of wonderful in a way. Can I just mention just the shock that Bono was shocked that Willie Nelson realized that he had sent him a song? <laughs> All right. oh, oh, yes. I mean, he was just, he couldn't believe it. I mean, he was so excited that that Willie actually knew about the song because he genuinely had felt terrible and embarrassed that he had sent him a song. You know, this great songwriter and Bono, like, had sent him a song. And he really felt that deep in his core. So the idea that we knew about the song, it was just like, this weight had been lifted off him. And it was so joyous to see them do it together, you know? Yeah, because if you think about it, this was before... Um, th- I mean, now there's so much genre cross-pollination, you know? It's not a shock that a quote-unquote post-punk alternative rock band would get to get together with a country or Americana mm-hmm. legend, but then things were very sort of segregated in terms of uh, style. So I, I, I get why he, he might have been like, oh my God, he must have gotten this and thought, who does this funny-haired kid <laughs> think he is? <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. But, you know, Bono was such a fan of Willie Nelson. All of you two were. And, you know, Elvis and, you know, they, they you two had really sort of... Um, you know, great roots in sort of this sort of music. And, you know, he sort of idolized Willie Nelson. So the idea that he got to, to sing a song with Willie Nelson was incredible for him, you know, because he's been such a fan of his for such a long time. So it really was a remarkable experience. And so then, you know, Bono really helped me because he could, you know, once he met Willie as well, he just, you know, he's, he's such a fan. So that's why 
he really did this for Willie as well. It helped me. It wasn't for me so much. It was really about getting Willie in to, to, to make this film for him, you know? Well, Leanne, thank you for joining us this morning. The film is called Waiting for the Miracle, starring the great Willie Nelson, executive produced by the great Bono. Waiting for the Miracle to come. So when when is it going to be available wide, and how can people see it, Leanne? Right now, it's um, the DVD is uh, uh, on Amazon. You oh, can nice. Also stream it. Yeah, you can also stream it on Amazon, stream it on iTunes, stream it on Google Play. But if you want to buy the DVD, that's on Amazon. Right, and it's it's a bit of a fantasy, so you, you get to see a different side of Willie Nelson. And I, I do think, I, I think it's an extraordinary, it's, visually, it's just extraordinary. It really is. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I really appreciate that you liked it. It's very different. And I, um, and that's part of the reason I wanted to make this film very different because Willie Nelson is just, you know, he's, there's no one like him. So I wanted to make a film that was very different. All right, listen, you've done a lot of other things that we didn't even get a chance to scrape the surface <laughs> up. When you come to New York, come, come see us. Come see us live and in the oh, flesh, yeah. would you please? I will, of course. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us here on Volume, and you have a great day.